one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 78 of the Yellow Card Podcast. That's right, episode 78. Your host, Diego Galvez, accompanied as always by Chris Jones. This podcast is presented to you by the one and only network of Couch Guy Sports out of Boston, Massachusetts. That's right. Check out CouchGuySports.com for all your content. This week, we got the Masters. Jones and I covering a lot of content on the Masters. Make sure to check those articles out. Um, <clears throat> we got a lot of takes going on as well as soccer-wise, especially as the World Cup rounds, uh, the qualifying rounds already took place. We'll be talking about that shortly as well. Um, check out all the content, honestly, on the network. A lot of great content, a lot of great bloggers on, on the website. Make sure to check them all out. Um, we're also sponsored by our good friends over at Shocked Energy and Exogun. Use the code CGSN when you're shopping at shockedenergy.com. Make sure to take 10% off of your order, plus they do shipping everywhere. Make sure you get your energy boost as the summer season is around the corner. For relaxation purposes, especially in the spring, as we're all looking to get the uh, spring break, you know, head down to a beach or just relax at the leisure of your home and, and, and comfort. Make sure that if you're spending some money at exogun.com, use the code CGS10. Let us help you out with 10% off of the order. The ship worldwide, might as well get the 10% off for you order. That code is CGS10. So on today's episode and on this week's episode, should we should we uh, get started? Got a lot to talk about. We got Premier League, we got World Cup qualifying rounds and, and, and how the groups turned out after the draw was done last week. We got the Champions League coming back into action. We got the Europa League coming back into action. And we might have a teaser for you fans out there. Um, if you're looking to do something this weekend, your boys might have some plans for you. So stay tuned. Stay tuned until the end of the of the episode. So I'm going to do quick roulette. And I'm going to let Chris Jones select the topic that he wants to get started with. You got four options, Mr. Jones. World Cup qualifying rounds and the draw. Thinking about, you know, who has the toughest groups. Or the toughest group, I should say, or the toughest groups. Um, got Champions League, Europa League, or Premier League. Which one do you want to get started with? It's going to be the World Cup, man. I mean, this is All right. you and I, I like when it. we first started this podcast. The first thing we talked about was how much great things we were going to have on the World Cup, and this is the start of it all. So let's dive right into it. So what do you let's want to do talk it. about? The How do you want to do it? Let's do it. Let's, let's give a quick recap. Uh, recap. Oh my God, <clears throat> recap. I might need a recap after not being able to talk today. Um, okay. <laughs> shocked energy, that's for sure. Let's uh, let's give a recap as to what the World Cup draw turned out to be like. Let's go over the groups real quick here so that we're not, uh, you know, going on for long. So I'll let you get started with that. All right. So for Group A, we have Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Obviously, Qatar, with the World Cup being in Qatar, they're automatically the first team that got in to the World mm-hmm. Cup. Uh, group B, we have England, USA, Iran, and the winner of Ukraine, Scotland. The Ukraine and Scotland winner versus Wales. Group C, we have Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Group D, we have France, Denmark, Tunisia, and the winner of, I think it's, Peru and is that Australia. Australia, Australia, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Group E, you got Spain, Germany, Japan, and the winner of New Zealand and Costa Rica. 
Costa Rica. Everything's mm-hmm. looking very small on my screen. Sorry. Group F, <laughs> okay. we have Belgium, Canada, Croatia, and Morocco. Group G, G. we have Brazil, Swerbia, Swerbia, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. And Group H, we have Portugal, Uruguay, Ghana, and South Korea. All right. So out of those groups, in your opinion, which one jumps out to you as the toughest group of them all? I got to go with Group E. I mean, Spain and Germany, we know what they've had in the past in World Cup matches. So to get that in the group stage, I think, sets the tone. And then also Japan's no slouch either. Japan's going to give both these teams a run for their money. And then the winner of Costa Rica and New Zealand, again, teams that could give Spain and Germany a run for their money. So I'm very curious to see how Group E plays out for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think for me, it's a tie between um, – it's actually more of a three-way tie between three groups for me. Group C, Group E, which I agree with you on, and Group H. Um, group C is starting with the fact that Saudi Arabia has already acclimated to this type of weather that the Qatar World Cup is going to be played at. So they're going to be extremely tough to face, especially under the conditions that uh, will be played under. Argentina is no easy, uh, you know, no easy treat. Mexico won't be easy as well. And Poland is coming off of one of their best performances so far. They have two lethal strikers and Adam Buxa and Robert Lewandowski. So that's going to be quite the, quite the group stage there. Group E, as you mentioned, Spain and Germany, it's already tough as it is. Then you add Japan into the mix. That's extremely tough. Japan, anytime that they've participated into a World Cup, they've been an extremely tough opponent for anybody that they're paired with. Um, and never mind adding the fact of Costa Rica or potentially New Zealand qualifying into the uh, into the World Cup. It's going to be extremely tough for any of those four to qualify. Then you go over to Group H, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea Republic. As it is, Korea Republic is an extremely tough, physical, and fast um, team to be going up against. Then you got Ghana, who, much like Saudi Arabia, is already acclimated to the hot temperatures and very cold winters, so they will have no issues whatsoever adjusting to the to the weather there. Um, they're accustomed to the type of fan base that they're going to be seeing there as well. That will come into play. Um, Ghana is extremely physical, fast. That's going to come into play. Uruguay, on the other hand, a lot of versatility, a lot of great style of play. However, these conditions are going to eat them alive as they're not used to these as well. In Portugal, I mean, this might be or very well is the last World Cup of the greatest of all time in Cristiano Ronaldo. If they are going to rely heavily on a player that has looked to be just simply completely out of form at this point as his Manchester United career continues, um, I'm not entirely sure what Portugal is expecting uh, this World Cup, but if Ronaldo is to put one last performance, this could be the World Cup that writes off his name into history forever. So for me, th- those three groups are extremely tough. Um, there's no better way of putting it. I think, um, I-, I think it's gonna be a-, a battle. This is this is probably one of the most exciting World Cups I've I've been looking for. It- do we want to go over per, like early predictions just based off the group so far and what we think the group stage could look like? Just do like way too early 
And then obviously when we get into the nitty gritty, we look back and go, ooh. So why don't we why don't we look at who we think will qualify as first place into each group and then we'll move on to our next subject. So you want to do first place? Yeah. Because I'm writing all these out because I could get some takes already. All right. <clears throat> all right. Who do you think wins let's, group A? Let's do her up. Group A, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna ride with Ecuador. And the reason I'm going to ride with Ecuador is because of their youth, physicality, inexperience, but yet excitement that they got building up into this World Cup. As it is in the Commonwealth uh, tournament, they were a heavy surprise as they came in in third place for Commonwealth. Nobody thought that Ecuador had it in them, and they are coached to be perfect in this year's World Cup. They got a lot riding on this. They're used to really cold weather, as Ecuador is, you know, as we all know, right below the Right, right in the equator line. Uh, they're used to cold weather, but they're also used to the warm weather. So they got a lot riding for their for their side with Netherlands and Senegal kind of missing a few pieces on their teams. I'm riding with Ecuador here. I think the winner of Group A is still in the Netherlands. I understand the key pieces being missed, but I just think that team is too talented. I think just going based off of what I have so far, like I like the Netherlands to come out of Group A. Senegal to come to be the second team to come out of Group A, Ecuador, and then Qatar. I'm taking Senegal solely based on the fact that uh, my good personal friend Sadio Mane is also on the team. Ah, <coughs> all, all right. right. Let's go to group Group B. I'm taking England. Um, yeah. The three lines just look phenomenal. The, the three lines just look phenomenal. Team USA will probably qualify a second, but. If Wales jumps into this competition for Group B, that second place is easily a tie between USA and Wales. I think USA, USA, it's where USA is at right now. I think they can easily get past Iran. And I think Wales and Ukraine or Scotland or whoever it is, I think USA can beat them as well. I think they give England a run for their money in that group stage matchup, but. I don't think they get the W, but I don't think they get a loss. I, I think they draw on that one. But I think England moves on and gets the first place bid due to goal differential because I think they're going to hammer Iran in the first Oh, I like that. So I, I, I like England to come out of Group B as the winner. All right, Group C. I got Argentina. It's just plain and simple for them. Mexico and Poland have a lot to offer, but Argentina is just really well built. Um, their coach, young uh, – Speaks to speaks volumes to the players in the locker room, brings experience of having participated himself in a World Cup. Um, he's just he's the element that has this group that has this group of players well gelled together, and that's why they perform to the level that they performed this year at Commonwealth. I like Argentina as well. I also think Poland's going to be the second team to come out. I think their matchup against Mexico, I think, is going to be tough. But looking at the way that the schedule lines up, I think Poland gets the advantage early and Mexico uh, goes home a lot earlier than people thought. So you got Argentina qualifying? That's yeah, Argentina, Argentina winning and then Poland getting that second spot as of right now. Okay. Group D, this is where this is where I think it gets good. You ready for this? The last three 
World Cup winners in the following World Cup have failed to come out of the group stage. I think the trend continues here. I'm going to take Denmark to win the group and then the winner of Peru and Australia to get second place. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, I'm going to ride on the opposite end on that. I'm going with France. While I agree with the statistics that you have provided, and I, I believe that that's very real, um, there's two things going in favor of France. Number one, when people like Paul Pogba, Karim Benzema, Antoine Griezmann, and uh, Raviad put on that jersey, the Blues jersey, they play like complete different people than we've ever seen before. So that's where it started. Number two, Engel Conte will be recuperated from his injury right in time. He will be a key factor to this team. Number three, um, we all know how good Hugo uh, Lloris tends to play for, for France. He might not be at top level where he is right now. He's still performing under one of the most brilliant coaches of all time in Antonio Conte. So I think he will be just in time for when he comes back into France. Uh, therefore, I'm, I'm, I got to ride with France on this one. Just got that weird gut instinct right now. No, I like, because, I like it. I like it. Because if you think about it, Germany going into the World Cup uh, a few years back, everybody thought they were going to dominate, and they, they struggled out of the gate, and they did yeah. not look well in the group stage, and Spain did it too in 2014. So yeah, just, just a thought that I had there. All right, Group E. I like this one. Germany, obviously, to come out. I think they're clear-cut the best team in this group. The second place, it's a toss-up for me, but I'm going to go different. I'm going to go Japan comes out as the second because I just think they're going to play Spain really tough. And what's going to happen is Spain's going to lose to Germany. Japan's going to draw with Germany. But Germany's also going to beat Spain, and that's going to be the end of Spain right there because of those two losses. I'm going to ride with Germany as well. I think they have a lot going on in their favor. However, I wouldn't rule out Spain. A lot of people tend to forget that people like Marco Asensio, uh, Denis Ceballos, uh, Pedri, who is 17 years old and will be participating in this year's World Cup. Um, There's a lot of talent developing out of Spain that we could see the next generation be big for for Spain. So I'm not writing them into the sun just yet. I'm just saying they're going to battle. And it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch them. I'm not sure where they'll land. I just know they're gonna battle. I agree, and with <clears throat> what you said basically just helped my narrative even more. The team is still very young, it's just like mm-hmm. this USA team. They're still very young, and they have a tough group to, that they're playing in. So mm-hmm. I think they get the World Cup experience, and then in 2026, when the World Cup comes to the states, I think that's when you'll see the rise of the Spanish national team again. Sure. Sure. Maybe even maybe even the Euros uh, in 2024. That's right. Yeah. So, all right. It's Group F. I mean, come on. Simple for me. It's Belgium. Yep. Belgium. What do you think comes out between Canada and Croatia? I'm going with – I'm actually going with Canada. they got a lot of grit going with them. Young team as well. Um Based on the toughness that they played in CONCACAF, I think they bring that into the World Cup while Croatia is transitioning from one generation to another. And with a lot of 30 to 34-year-olds in that team, this weather is going gonna, is gonna to get to them. Unfortunately, this might, be the worst, the worst, this might be the worst World Cup 
performance we might have seen out of Croatia in the past decade. I still like Croatia, man. Canada again. There. Watch it just be Morocco. <laughs> I would hope so. That'd be great. Canada, it's the first time that they've been in the World Cup in 35 years. I think that first game, they're going to play with their heart on their strings. And then after that, just going to, the young talent just can't carry over. All right. Group G. I mean, easy. Brazil. Yep. I got Brazil and I got Switzerland and they come out as the other one. All right. Group H, Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uruguay, Ghana, or South Korea. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Portugal here. I'm going to go with Portugal as well, but I'm teetering on the two. I love Ghana. Ghana always just plays well in the tournament. We always see it. Uruguay just has that like weird little thing for me that I just I'm looking at it and I go. Mm. So right now I have Uruguay, but I wouldn't be surprised if I changed to Ghana before the World Cup kicks off. We like it. We like it. Let's dive into some Champions League. Yeah, next topic. Let's do it. All right, next topic. Next topic. Let's do it. Champions League is back this week. We are in the quarterfinal round. First matchup we will be talking about is Benfica and Liverpool at Benfica. Well, before we do that, what do our records look like right now? Excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm sitting currently as the leader at 64 and 48. Diego is 58 and 54 as he has – Finally, gotten out of, gotten out of the five hundred club. He's above five hundred now. So fifty-eight and forty-four. All right. All right. First one, Benfica at Liverpool. Liverpool on the road here. Start off. I'm gonna go with a three-to-one win for Liverpool. Um, they're gonna be riding a hot hand here. Uh, Luis Diaz will be a huge factor to actually Liverpool's win. Um, he knows how these how this Portuguese side plays. He's going to be a key factor as to how Liverpool prepares for this matchup. So, if anything, I'm going three to one Liverpool. I think they went two nothing. My only worry is they have such a big game with City coming up. Do they overlook Benfica and try to focus on City? Because if that's the case, it's going to Benfica is going to play them tough. And I think, oh yeah, even if they don't, I think they play them tough. I think Liverpool wins two nothing. I think Benfica plays some tough at home. Speaking of City, they're playing Atletico Madrid at Ethia on Tuesday as well. What do you got? Now, this is the game where I don't – so I agree with your take about Liverpool potentially overlooking their Benfica. However, it's Jurgen Club. He is a ruthless German manager. There is no way that this guy is going to take it easy on anybody right now, especially when he's got the opportunity to win two big pieces of silverware, the EPL – and the Champions League. There's no slowing him down right now. I do think, however, for Manchester City, their average age right now could be a huge factor here and where they're playing a physical game against Liverpool and then an even tougher battle against Atletico. I don't expect them to go out with a win. I don't expect them to go out with a loss either. I expect this to go to a 2-2 two to two draw. They play... They play... They play Atletico, to, so we're recording Monday night. They they play at Atletico on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then they play Liverpool on Saturday, Sunday. Excuse me. Yeah, so I I, I don't expect them to be quite ready yet. Um, Going so, two two draw. Yep. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go City two to one, only because it's at Etihad. If it was at Atletico, I think I would agree with you there. But Atletico is gonna play them tough. It's what they do, especially against these EPL sides. But I mean, this is the one thing that Pep Guardiola has not won as a Champions League with Man City. So he, you're gonna tell me he's not gonna be super focused and locked in. Listen, he had it last year, the tip of his fingers, and he let it slip away. He did. He he for sure did. All right, next one, Chelsea and Real Madrid. Where Chelsea's going right now, Real Madrid should smoke them. But with it being at Stamford Bridge, I know they got embarrassed against Brentford over the weekend. I think they keep it close. Give me Real Madrid to win a 1-0. I think right now, unfortunately, the umbrella shadowing Chelsea – we got everything that's going on with them financially, this whole Russia situation, trying to find new ownership, the embarrassment they just suffered against Brentford, just way too many things adding on to one. And I hate to sound so pessimistic on Tuchel because I actually love Thomas Tuchel. But if there is a guy that when it comes to a collapse, will collapse incredibly hard, is Thomas Tuchel. We saw it at PSG and we're starting to see it here at Chelsea. I believe Real Madrid walks away winning 2 nothing. All right. Last one. Villarreal and Bayern Munich. Uh, this one's going to be a nice matchup, actually. I like the combination of uh, Spanish football versus German football. I think it's going to be a, a the actual thrilling match of the week. So I'm going with a 3-2 score for Bayern. I'm going Bayern 3-1. Surely based on the fact that I just – I think Bayern just too talented. I know it's at Villarreal, but I just – the way I see it happening, I think Bayern runs away with it. Yeah. I'm trying to see because I remember. So, looking at that draw that, w- that we had for the quarterfinal, semifinal, and the final draw, I'm trying to see who the winner plays. I believe it's, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's the winner of Liverpool and Benfica plays Real Madrid and Chelsea. And then I think City and Atletico play the winner of Villarreal and Bayern. But I could be wrong. I have to double check it real quick again. But all good. Oh, no, yeah, I am wrong. So, it's City and Atletico will play the winner of Chelsea and Real Madrid, and the winner of Benfica and Liverpool will play the winner of Villarreal and Bayern Munich. That's what it is. So, if we see Real Madrid and City, that's a tough that's a tough one in, in the semifinals, and Liverpool and Bayern Munich as well. Uh, all right. Let's go. Uh, let's go over to the Europa League. Let's move over there quickly and do four games all on Thursday. Start off the first one: RB Leipzig and Atalanta. Leipzig hasn't oh. played a game in this tournament since the cancellation of their their two round of sixteen matchups. Yeah, I think both teams play tough. I think they both play well. I'm going with the one-one draw. All right. I'm going with Lipsig actually winning this one two to one simply because of that um, extra amount of time that they had to prepare for this, but nothing else. 
Uh, Sporting Braga and Rangers. I'm taking Rangers 2-0 here. I'm actually going with a 1-1 draw here. Rangers, while a very good team, they are suffering a very big loss right now in uh, Alfredo Morelos. He is a big factor to their to their offense. So, so therefore, I'm going with a with a one one draw. Also, real quick before I forget, our records in the Europa League: I'm eighteen and fifteen. Diego is seventeen and sixteen. All right, All next right. one I like it. is Frankfurt versus Barcelona. I think Frankfurt's going to put in tough at Frankfurt, but Barcelona gets the job done. Give me Barca, two one. I'm going with Barca 3 0 here. I don't think Frankfurt has what it takes yet to take on Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona is firing off in all, on all cylinders. Great job by Xavi on this uh, rebirth of Barcelona. West Ham and Lyon. 1 0 one nothing victory for West Ham. I'm taking That's a very close matchup. Taking 2 nothing for West Ham. I think, like you said, I think it's a very close matchup. And I think. Now what happens is, is West Ham's up and then they get to go late to make it 2 nothing. All right, now I'm trying to think of what the semifinals will look like for the Europa League as well. That's another thing. Uh, thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Hold on, it's... Bump, bump, bump. Why am I... This is bad on my part because I should know this already. We know that, we know that, we know that. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll have to figure it out again and see what it looks like after that. All right. You'll move into the EPL? Let's do it. All right. EPL records. I am sitting at 18-23. and 23. Diego is 19-22. and 22. Been yep. a rough stretch for us in the EPL the last couple of weeks. Looking to bounce back here. So let's start off with the first one, which takes place, I believe, Wednesday the 6th, Burnley and Everton. Yes, sir. At Burnley. I'm going with a 2-1 two, a two to one victory for Everton. They need to bounce back here. Um, and I think Lampard gets it done here. I'm going, I'm going a 1-1 one, one draw. I'm sorry, a nil-nil draw. I don't think they're they're going to be any goal scored in this game, just because we know what Burnley does at Burnley, and that's what it's just going to be hectic for Everton. I think. Next one, we got Newcastle hosting Wolves. This one, I think it's a very close matchup. There's not a clear winner for me, so I'm going with a one-one draw. I think there air there is a clear winner here, and it it happens to be the home team. I'm taking Newcastle to win two-two-one. All right, move into the Saturday slates of game, 7.30. The – oh, Diego. Goes in dark. Everton and Manchester United. I'll start. I think United oh, – <laughs> Well, let you, let you talk a second on this one. I think United should come out of the gates flying here. But based on what they've done with Everton in the past, I think this is going to end in a one-one draw. I'm going to go with a two-to-two-zero victory here for United, simply because of the fact that the last game that we just played against Leicester City really, really irated a few personalities that actually give a damn about the about the team. 
That's Bruno Fernandez. That's people like uh, Ralph Rennick, who's just had enough of this crap going on, and um, and a couple others. So I, I think United can bring it in here to nothing. We could see Cristiano Ronaldo back into the lineup, uh, and that's going to be important. So. Uh, new Arsenal and Brighton. Arsenal got embarrassed by Crystal Palace earlier today. I think Arsenal bounces back. Give me Arsenal 2 nothing. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I do think Brighton will be a tough matchup for Arsenal. So I'm going to go with a 1 1 draw. All right. Southampton, Chelsea. That's a 4 0 victory for Chelsea after getting embarrassed at home. They're going to be looking to bounce back. Um, they got what it takes to bounce back, so I'm gonna go for nothing, Chelsea. You Southampton play some tough. I'm taking Chelsea two to one. Ooh, okay. All right, Watford and Leeds. Three to one Leeds. I think Leeds has what it takes to beat Watford. I'm gonna take Leeds two nothing. Uh, Villa and Tottenham. Say three two. to one for Leeds. Yeah, I'm gonna say two to one Tottenham here. I'm going three one Tottenham. Um, just like what I've seen from them as late as they're currently sitting fourth in the table. Uh, Brentford and West Ham. I'm gonna go with West Ham three to one. Brentford got away with a with a decent victory, but not enough to go over West Ham. I think Brentford plays on top of them. Take West Ham one nil. Okay. All right, Leicester and Crystal Palace. Two to one, Leicester. I know, I know how Leicester is at home, but I think it's 2-1. I just think it's the other way. I'm going Crystal Palace. I like what Vieira's got them doing right now. All right, Norwich City and Burnley. 2-0 Burnley. I got, a, I got a nil-nil draw. No, I don't know. I just, just doesn't, doesn't move the needle for me. All right, last game. This is the important one. This is based on winner gets first place, Man City and Liverpool. You're going to be surprised at this, but I'm going to say two to one victory for Liverpool. Well, Diego, I don't know if I should be thankful or not, but I think the fact that you and I have the same exact score and the same exact team makes me believe City's going to rot, wipe the doors with us. Three nothing. But I'm gonna t- I, I'm gonna say Liverpool wins two nothing here. I think especially since City's last loss in the Premier League came against Tottenham February 19th. Liverpool hasn't lost in the Premier League in 2022 at all. They haven't lost since uh, they lost to Leicester back on December 28th. Okay, okay, okay. But, yeah, no, that's um, Premier League, World Cup, Europa League, Champions League. Any other final things you want to discuss? So, fan base out there, family, whatever you are, whatever you want to call yourselves here, the yellow card gang, the uh, – YC20 gang, whatever you want to call yourself out there, because that's when we started. We're almost, we're almost two years into this shit. This is wild, just so you know. 
almost two years into the shit. But just so you all know, we have a special surprise coming for you this weekend. We might be making a reappearance somewhere, somehow. So be on the lookout on the Twitter page for the Yellow Card Podcast for an announcement to come. We got something exciting for you happening this weekend. Jones and myself will be on there. Make sure that you're checking us out. But for the time being, Jones, any last things you want to add? Never walk alone, baby. You never walk alone. Bring home two W's this week. Wow. Also, also, Diego, tonight's a big night because uh, my North Carolina Tar Heels are in the national championship game against Kansas. Go Heels, go. Coach K's retirement tour, thanks to UNC. All right. All right. I can't say anything, March Madness-wise. I made it as far as I could. I had uh, Duke winning it all, but unfortunately, that chapter has come to an end for Coach K and that team. It is what it is. It is March Madness. So uh, wishing you good luck. That North Carolina take, it's a wild one. It seems to be paying off so far. So best of luck. But with that being said, Yellow Card Episode 78 is officially on the books. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Make sure that if you're not following us yet on Twitter, you can find us at Podcast Card on Twitter, at Podcast Card. Make sure that you're following Couch Guy Sports, checking out all the content there. And um, if, you're not you sus- always- if you're watching us on YouTube and you're not subscribed, hit the fucking button. Subscribe. Leave just, a comment. Just, just, fucking, just come on. Just do just it. Just hit the subscribe button. Just, you know, just, just go for that bing and, and just subscribe. That's all it is. And, and. If you haven't checked out our partners over at Ravon Sports, make sure that you download the app. It is a great app where you can get your voice out there and be heard by actual people that give a damn about your opinion. Make sure you download the Ravon Sports app, whether it's on on the Apple Store or whether it's on um, Google Marketplace or whatever devices you may have out there. Make sure that you download. Check out Shot Energy as a sponsor and Exogun. But with that said, episode 78 concludes here. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Until next week. Fucking Android stores.